What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. This is Clark. And Bobby Jean. So glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. And uh, we're continuing through Hebrews 6. And today yep. we're going we're gonna to ask um, a question that's asked by many people, and that's this. Can I lose my salvation? That, that's yeah. a popular question. And when you read Hebrews 6, verses 4 through 6 are often quoted scriptures that cause confusion. Yeah. So we're just going to address it as it is and, and talk yeah. about it. Yeah, I think this is something we have mentioned before to people that, you know, you want to interpret the Bible with the Bible. And instead of shying away from verses that might maybe be confusing or maybe some head scratchers, um, I think that's an important thing to actually dive into and just say like, okay, God, what, what's going on here? What, how do I, how do I make sense of this? And so we're just going to jump right in to chapter six and we'll start with verse one. And, uh, you read a lot about this theme of immaturity, um, developing into maturity. Uh, it, and, uh, it sounds like this, therefore let us leave the elementary teachings about Christ and go on to maturity, not laying Again, the foundations of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God, instruction about baptism, the laying on of hands, and the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And so what's, just to clarify, they we ended at chapter 5 talking about that, how we want to move and we want to grow in our Christian relationship. We don't want to be like infants that are only fed with milk, but we want to yeah. move on to solid food and food that we can chew on and how, um, how we can grow in depth in that relationship too. And that's kind of what... Um, is being spoken over this community. Uh-oh, we had a, a little head bunk, I think. Okay, we had a little head bump with our youngest, Quinn. She is sitting up, and so sometimes she topples over, but um, but she's, she's good. She's top-heavy. <laughs> so, like I was saying, um, we kind of move into the same type of theme. So going from infants on milk to um, chewing solid food to, to now we want to go from immature to mature. And we cannot skip verse 3, though, as we talk about um, kind of growing in the Lord this way. And so verse 3 sounds like this. And God permitting, we will do so. And so this has begun with the Lord. Our relationship has begun with the Lord. It's going to end with the Lord. Yeah. He is the one that's prompting and and pulling and wooing and encouraging us along the way. And like you've heard before, maybe, I think it's in Philippians, um, he has begun the good work and he's going to f- finish and bring the good work to completion. And so it's all under his sovereign hand that we move along in this relationship from immaturity to maturity. That's right. And so now we get to a, some of the v- verses that get a little bit confusing. I'm going to read them out loud real quick um, just so we are on the same page as we go. It says that it's impossible for those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the word through God and the powers of the coming age and who have fallen away to be brought back to repentance. To their loss, they are crucifying the Son of God all over again and subjecting him to public disgrace. And so what I want to do real quick is give you just the movement of thought there. What it seems to be saying is that there are people who have religious experiences. And then a person seems to fall away. And then it seems that it is impossible for that person to be renewed to repentance. And so their point here, the writer being probably Paul or some other obviously Christian leader, is that you can have these kind of religious experiences and not truly be saved. And so you can go to a a Christian community. You can be in groups. You can go to church. Mm-hmm. You can even like like the teachings of Jesus. 
where it sure. says, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you can like Hillsong worship. You can like Michael W. Smith and yet not fully have put your trust and faith in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so there are other teachings that talk about this too. Right. You'll, you'll hear, um, I'm sure you've heard about the parable of the sower. That's a story um, that Jesus shares that pops up in three of the four gospels. And, um, and so I'm sure you've heard about the sower that's scattering seed and how the seed will grow into plants, but eventually um, the, some of the plants wither and die. So wither and die or they're not there anymore. And um, so essentially that story gives us this picture about how when the seed sprouts up, about how it looks like yeah. it's bearing fruit, but how in the end it actually um, doesn't have the same end. as. Exactly. Right. Totally. And like First John, it talks about there are people who were in the Christian community who went out from us, but they were never really part of us. Uh, there's a lot of actually scripture that talks about this. So another way of maybe putting that would be kind of something that made sense to me, which is are people that just desire, you know, uh, this life, but they don't they don't desire the lifestyle. They yeah. don't desire, you know, the actual walking out of what um, a relationship looks like. Yeah. So when you look at verse six again, it's kind of odd. It talks about crucifying Christ over and over again and putting Christ to shame. Like that's confusing. What is what are, what are they getting at there? What the author is getting at is they're saying once you, one person has professed to follow Jesus, want to adopt the ways of the church and be a disciple of Christ, but then said, nah, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to follow the ways of the world. Saying you're putting Christ to shame because you're saying the ways of the world have more to offer than the ways of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So we want to transition a little bit here, and I want to say that genuine repentance is never rejected by God. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to unbelievers, it's unbelievers who are un, who are convinced the basic truths of the gospel, but like Bobby just said, have not put their faith in Jesus. Understanding is not the same as believing. Right, and understanding is not the same as being made new by the Holy Spirit. That's right. So one of the questions then that I think I can just hear people asking that I ask too as we're processing this is then, then how do you differentiate? You know, well, I like Michael W. Smith. I like going to worship. How do I differentiate my life um, from a life that's falling away? That's a good question. So in it, he's talking about those who are falling away and those who, and falling away is renouncing Jesus. Those who have renounced Christ and left the faith is basically acknowledging I don't believe Jesus is God. I don't believe he is the Savior. I know best. I I can live my life my way. That's who the the author is is writing to. And so one of the things that we want to say is that if you're worried about falling away, (laughs) that's proof that your relationship with Jesus is important to you. Right. (laughs) And if your relationship with Jesus is important to you, I would say you have a sincere faith and trust that you have the work of the Holy Spirit in you. And so if you're listening to this today, I mean, I'm not a judge. I can't 100% declare who's going to be in heaven and who's not. That's not our place. That's not my place. Mm-hmm. But I can say, if you've asked yourself this question, oh, can I lose my salvation? I really hope I, I don't lose my salvation. I don't want to. You're okay. You're okay. Have uh, assurance that the gift that God gave you yeah. is legitimate. And like Bobby and I said many times, we want to interpret the Bible with the Bible. So when you ask this question, can I lose my faith? Bobby and I want to take a minute and just say, well, what do other scriptures say? What does Jesus say? What does Paul say elsewhere? What does Peter say? And we want to list a couple of scriptures and read them to you just so you see that, no, a Christian cannot lose their salvation. 
So the first one comes from John. This is John chapter 10, verses 27 through 29. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand. And here's another example from the Apostle Paul, Romans 8, verse 38. This is a popular one. He says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, nor any height or depth, we're trying to find a binky as we read this, (laughs) nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus our Lord. And this is 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. So thanks for spending time with us today and asking really this hard question. Yeah. And again, Hebrews 6, some of the verses in that, they are confusing. You got to mm-hmm. sit in the scriptures and look at the Old Testament, the New Testament, mm-hmm. Jesus, Paul, and Peter and say, wait, how does this line up and how does it fit? And then even in the coming verses in Hebrews too, there's there'll be um, more verses that are challenging and encouraging, but I think... Um, but I think in that, a lesson today that I know was really helpful for me whoop, was that um, God's not afraid of our questions. Ask the hard questions and then come back to the Bible and interpret the Bible with the Bible. Don't. Um, it's definitely helpful to read different authors and books. And there's lots of helpful things that can come from that. But come back to the written word. Come That's back right. to scripture. That's right. And he- Hebrews 6 verses 4 through 6 is talking about unbelievers who think that some of this Christianity thing is a good deal. I like Jesus' teachings, but probably have not placed their faith in Jesus. Understanding is not the same as believing. Understanding, like Bobby said, is not the same as being made new by the Holy Spirit. So uh, spend time in the scriptures. Again, we invite you to share online what scriptures stuck out to you, and uh, we'll stay tuned and connect with you later this week, okay? God bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance toward you and give you his peace. Have a great day.